You're listening to the Dogcast, episode 102, the best dog talk on the web. Yeah, okay, dog fans. It's uh it's Dogcast Show one oh two. And I'm I'm really, really tired. So old dog, are well, you with me? You had a hard day of practice, man. I'm telling you, man. This is this, this is spring this, this this entire spring practice is taking a stole on you. Yeah, let me, and you gotta get pumped up for the G Day game here. You need to rest. For the new listeners out there, let me tell you usually we're all super pumped up. I tell you, I've probably not been this tired for a show that we've done yet. This show may only be forty five seconds. I don't know. But uh Well, I think maybe you've had a little too much Matthew Stafford Kool Aid. Oh, I'm, and I'm don't about tell to pop. me don't tell me you have been to the Forbidden Shelf and tasted <laughs> next year's flavor of the month. The Caleb King Kool-Aid. I tell you, don't, I don't tell me. Don't tell me you've done that now. No, I'm not. I'm telling Caleb you. King, that Caleb King is a 2008 vintage Kool-Aid. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, dog fans. It's the Dogcast, episode 102. I'm kind of delirious right now. Um, it's, uh, what is it, Thursday? We're, we're less than 48 hours from kickoff of the G-Day game. Um, G-Day game. Saturday at 2 o'clock, Old Dog. It's going to be live on CSS, College Sports South. Live on CSS. If you guys want to come out to Athens, we're going to have some genuine football weather. Old Dog, they say the temperature's only going to be like, I don't know, 48, 50 degrees or something like that at kickoff on Saturday. So, That's right. Uh, and for you folks that are betters out there, smooth as predicted. <laughs> Take the Thunderball Express <laughs> at 2 to 1 odds that it rolls into Athens. We're predicting sub-freezing temperatures Saturday morning, man. We're giving three to one that the temperature will be under freezing. Uh, come on, old dog, you, you can't be joking with me about temperatures on Saturday morning. We got to talk a little the, bit of football and here. The weather, and that the weather people say Thunderball Express at least four times in their uh, five-minute broadcast. <laughs> it's the Thunderball Express. For those of you who don't even know what we're talking about, these late-season. Especially like somebody like in Jeff, Jeff, let's say Jeff from Boise, old dog. Let, let's just, just for instance, Jeff from Boise, he lives in a state where they're in a permanent state. <laughs> they're, they're in a permanent Thunderball Express. I mean, it's, it's always below freezing. They're always inside the, the cold front, you know. So he doesn't understand what a Thunderball Express is because, you know, when it gets warm and it gets cold, and man, are we really talking about this? We got to move away. No, you are. Let's get off of this. Let me get, <laughs> man. I'm just, I'm tired. It's, it's episode one or two. It's a dog guest. Okay, so we got the G Day game. It's this Saturday. It's two o'clock. It's live on TV. If you want to come, tickets are five bucks. It's going to be cold. Wear a jacket. Before we talk about prices this weekend, the scrimmage we had on Monday, old dog, I want to clear up a couple of things because I want to talk about this 
Auburn, and I want to talk about Florida for a second. Earlier okay. in the week, earlier in the week, you know, there was a lot of uh, the Atlanta Constitution got all excited because they thought Sonny Siler was going to retire August six. For you, those of you that live far away, you guys might not be covering this local news, but hey, it's part of what we do here at the Dogcast. The news that it was that August August six was retirement was imminent, old dog. I got a joke. I, I I thought it was funny, even though the guy's an Auburn fan. I got I, I got to tell you this. This friend of mine's an Auburn fan. Said he heard that we were going to retire August six. And as you recall, last year when Georgia traveled to Jordan Hare for before the massive ass kicking that we put on Al- Auburn at Jordan Hare last year, they retired their bird, the War Eagle. Okay. Now, he, before before I get to the joke the guy told me, you know how I've complained in the past. Oh, about come Auburn. on. Get to the joke. Please. No, no. No, i got to say this again because this just bugs me. It <laughs> bugs me that Auburn calls themselves the Auburn Tigers, and they've got a damn bird for a mascot, and they scream War Eagle from the stands. And if you ask them on a damn right day, they'll tell you that they're called the Plainsmen. Okay? Sometimes they're the Plainsmen. Sometimes they're the Tigers. And sometimes they're the War Eagle. Okay? But here's the best part. I didn't know this to this past week. Do you know what the birds, the bird's name is? I thought it was War Eagle. You would think that, wouldn't you? That might make sense because he's the War Eagle, right? But here's the best part. In true Auburn, in true Auburn tradition, the bird's name is Tiger. How about that, oh, baby? That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm telling you what. They, they call the bird Tiger. That's fantastic. Hmm. That, that's something that is exactly what I would expect out of Jordan Hare. So here's what my Auburn friend calls me and tells me. He says, you know, last year when Georgia came to came to Auburn, we retired our mascot by releasing him from the upper deck. He said, if you guys will agree to release Ugga Six from the upper deck, I'll make the trip from Auburn to the game in Athens this year. You know, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, even though that is a little morbid and kind of that was actually pretty pretty snappy wit there for an pretty Auburn witty guy. for someone from Auburn. Exactly. I mean, that's about as witty as an Auburn guy can be. You know, absolutely. So he said, if we're willing to release August six from the upper deck in a retirement ceremony, he'll make the trip from Auburn. So. Hey, there's your well, they're still they're still mad at him for nipping at their receiver. I know that's the kind of that's the kind of wittiness you can expect out of Auburn fans, you know. But the, the news is, August six is not going to retire. He is going to be around at least for the entire 2007 campaign, our upcoming national championship campaign. So you know, August six is a movie star, old dog. He is not ready to go to go gently into that good night. So no, matter of fact, he, he's down at Tybee Island right now, where he usually summers, getting uh, you know, laying out on the beach, frolicking in the ocean every now and then, avoiding the jellyfish, getting a nice tan, and he'll be ready to go come September. He's trying to make sure he's tan, rested, and ready, just like the late great Richard M. Nixon. But Absolutely. Uh, here we go. So one more thing. I know we're all over the place here, dog fans. Can you tell that I'm a little delirious from fatigue? Florida. Let's talk about Florida for a second, because this is kind of a segue into what our summer topic is going to be, old dog, about whether or not you hate Florida all the time or whether or not you pull for the conference. I'm here to tell you, dog fans, I hate Florida all the time. I hate them all the time. And, you know, they just repeated as NCAA basketball champions. They've now won two basketball championships in a row. 
and they won a football national championship sandwiched in between there. And I've got to tell you, old dog, there's I've it's I've come to the conclusion that they cannot be stopped. They cannot be stopped by anybody except their old nemesis. The only organization, the only sporting organization on the planet capable of stopping the Gators, the only organization that has the Gators number is the Georgia Bulldogs. We're the only team that's ever had their number, and the world is counting on us to step up. The entire globe is counting on us now to step up. Right now, right now, we are like a fallen superhero, and Florida is like just some massive evil beast that's dominating the world of intercollegiate college sports. And and us, as this old, old superhero, we need to revive ourselves and come and beat this foe back one more time. I'm telling you, we're like Superman when he's gone to the, you know, whatever, the freaking ice castle thing he goes to or whatever. Uh, it's, the, it's even, the it's temple even of worse. We're like, right now, right now, Florida has kryptonite that they are waving in front of us. <sighs> and they've had it for the last, what, 15 years. Every now and then it needs to go back in the lead box. Well, we need to jettison it back out into outer space again. I know. I mean, I'm telling you, there's only there's only one team that can do it. I mean, we're the only team. We're the only thing that stands between the Gators. They're like you said, they're this giant evil force, and we are all all of college sports depends on us being able to beat Florida this year. It's on us, man. It's on us, dog. Or it's over. It's It's exactly. We may as well just give every championship to Florida. Quit playing and, you know, go start playing tiddlywinks or something. It's clear to me that the Big Ten doesn't have anybody to stop them. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, we need to resurrect our dominance. We have to resurrect our dominance in Florida because – I'm telling you, I I hate them. I hate them every day. If if they're what if they're the face of the SEC, then you know, with all due respect to my friend Jeff in Boise, with all due respect to his, you know, he's out there in the hinterlands pulling for the SEC. I'm telling you, I hate Florida all day and twice as much on Sunday. Yeah. And we got to come back and stop them all. And on. believe me, I take no solace at all because the SEC won this championship for that. Man, if George ain't winning it, it don't mean shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Let's talk about the scrimmage. We haven't had a show now. In well, about- let's, before we get to that, let's hit real quick uh, the G-Day game, which we talked about a little bit. We got four former players coming back. They're going to split up two and two, and they're going to be the guest coaches. Uh, David Pollock, Hans Ward, Will Weatherspoon, and John Stitchcom. Are coming back. Well, uh, damn, old dog. I was, gonna, I was trying to build up to that. See, I was going to end at the. Well, G-Day you already game. talked about the damn G Day game. Well, How are you going to build up to something you just talked about? <laughs> Dude, listen. Okay, back off, man. Back off. I'm feeling a little threatened. <laughs> I'm feeling a little threatened here. Okay, <laughs> you need to settle down. I'm a little punchy. All right. Okay, let's go. We got Will Witherspoon, David Pollock. We got. Tell me about how these are breaking down. You got the red team, the black team. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can you can quit cowering in the corner and come on back out. Okay. Now. Yeah, Will Witherspoon, Pollock, Hines, Ward. We got we got Ward <laughs> Ward and uh Ward and Weatherspoon. They're gonna coach the red team. 
Pollock and Siskin are going to coach the black. Now, how much coaching or anything they're going to do, really, you know, they're just going to be out there. It's good to have them all back, some former stars. Some of them have gone on to have great careers in the NFL. Uh, you know, some tragically have been cut short. But they were all great Bulldogs, and it's good to have them back in Athens and walking the turf for Sanford Stadium again. You know, the biggies are going to be uh, you're going to have Bobo uh, on the side coaching the number one offense. Uh, he's going to have the number one offense, and he's going to have the number two defense. Martinez is going to have the number one defense and the number two offense, and they're going to split up the rest of the coaches, you know, along those lines. So, you know, that's how it's going to play out. Uh, I think what they're talking about is having four 10-minute quarters, uh, going to, you know, basically play it like a regular game, just a little bit shorter on the quarters, you know, but same same clock management, have some SEC officials in to call the game, everything else. Wow. You you're so smart, old dog. You you just you're so smart. No, I'm just I'm just old and have been through it. I tell you, man. All right, so listen. So we got here's the here's the more important question. We're gonna talk a little bit about guys players to watch and stuff like that because I you know, I'm I'm not feeling this show's gonna last too much longer because I'm I'm actually laying my head on the keyboard right now. Oh boy. I'm, I'm just talking kind of out of the side of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so well, when you start when you start drooling and short everything out, we'll know it's the end. We've had we've had one scrimmage. We have had two scrimmages so far. This G Day game is the third scrimmage of spring ball. One scrimmage has been won decisively by the defense. They went four for four on goal line defense. The latest scrimmage, the one we had this past Monday, was won pretty decisively by the offense. And Coach Rick was talking about the protection. Mad props from a man, Stacey Searles, gelling that offensive line. They're coming together, guys, in only like, what, 15 practices. Not even 15 practices. They're already, you know, starting to show some flashes of uh, of some, some leadership on that offensive line. But anyway, the question is, who's going to win the rubber match, old dog? Who you like? You like uh, Bobo with the number one offense or you like Wilmart with the number two, with the number one defense? Who do you like well, to win? Well, as, as much as I like Bobo and as much as I don't like Willie Martinez, I'm going to say the defense is going to step up in this G-Day game and they're going to put a hurting on the offense. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I got I got to tell you then. Okay, dog fans, here it is. Because I'm going to put I'm putting my money on Mike Bobo and Matthew Stafford. Because I've been oh, sucking man. down huge quantities of Matthew Stafford Kool-Aid and the No-Sho Moreno Kool-Aid and the Mikey Henderson Kool-Aid. And I happen to know that Matthew Stafford is working on the super secret double probation triple indie play that is going to blow <laughs> Wilmart, going to blow Wilmart out of his socks, man. He's going to blow the defense out of their jock. My money on Bobo and Stafford. I like the running backs. I like the receivers. I'm an offensive kind of guy, though, so... I'm very offensive if you ask my wife. You're very offensive. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> There's no doubt. Um, so you're taking the defense in Wilmart. I tell you, I would have never thought, old dog, that you would ever be, you know, on the side of Willie Martinez. That's, that's amazing. Well, I'm, you know, you got you got to go what you believe in. I know you call even it like- even if it goes against your nature. And like I say, I, I like Coach Bobo a whole lot more than I do uh, Coach Martinez. But usually. At this stage of the game, the even with everything equal, the defense usually is a little further ahead in the offense, and the offense really has had some bigger voids to fill 
than the defense this year, especially along the offensive line, which is coming along great. But again, that position just takes a lot longer to learn, and we've got almost all brand-new guys across there. So, you know, I think the defense will probably gel a little bit quicker, and that's why I think they'll probably have an advantage, uh, you know, in the G-Day game. Uh, I tell you, I, I appreciate your thoughts there, man, I, and I think it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to get to the G-Day game and see it. Dog fans need to know, of course, we'll be there at the G-Day game. Um, we'll have some – I may even do some – I don't know. I'll, you know, We'll do something crazy. We're going to be at the game, and we'll bring it – for those of you who don't get Sports South and won't get the direct coverage, I'll be there covering it for you. I'll have eyes on it for you. We'll have a new show coming out this Sunday night, the post-G-Day game coverage. But um, you also need to know um, – Oh, old dog. This is the, we also we're going to be hanging with Tony Kornheiser too. So we need to talk about that a little bit later. And as you can tell, I'm starting to warm up a little bit thinking about this Tony Kornheiser thing with Stuart Scott. But I want to say something about this old dog for you guys that aren't watching these practices and, and don't really get to see these scrimmages like we do. Old dog, you know, couple of couple of observations. Mikey Mikey Henderson is the most electrifying receiver we have in the open field right now. When he catches the ball, and I know you dog fans, you saw this last year. I'm just telling you, Mikey Henderson is picking up right where he left off with his open field running. If you get the ball to Mikey Henderson in space where there's a guy where there's not a defender within an arm's length of him, that guy can do crazy things with his with the ball. And yeah, good Harris, things are going to happen. Big things are going to happen when Mikey Henderson touches the ball. If he gets a step, it's it's every single time has the potential to be lights out, man. Blake Barnes threw a touchdown to Kenneth Harris this past week on Monday in the scrimmage, you know? Um, good things are going on, but the mo- one of the most surprising things, dog fans, is we continue to not hear a peep out of Momass. Old dog, do you remember, what was it, 10, 12 years ago when Momass was the most electrifying young talent we had on the field at receiver and everybody was excited every time Momass got to touch the ball? When he was a freshman, he was like the hot thing. And now he's like, he's just non, he's just a non-issue, a non-factor. Yeah. Do, you, do you have anything, do you have any insights into what's happening with Momass or, or where he ah. is now? Well, I, I know where he is because uh, we see him at practice. And, you know, he has been up all up and down the depth chart. I mean, he was at one, he was down to three, spent a little time at two. You know, now it kind of looks like he's back maybe in the, you know, running with the top three again. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen after the G-Day game, you know, if he's going to step up, if he's going to go down, uh you know, it's just no one there really, you know, except probably for for Bailey and Henderson have really cemented any kind of of real permanent playing time coming into this football season. Uh, it's going to be wide open, and again, it's going to boil down to those guys that can run their patterns, catch, do something after they catch the ball. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on that, old dog. I, I tell you, I... I hope that Mo Mass can regain his footing and regain his prominence and the future and the, you know, the whole thing he had going on when he was early in his freshman season. I hope he can get back to where he is, and I hope he gets some consistency on the depth chart. But well, uh, I tell you, I hope so too. And and you know, the biggest thing that I'd like to see, uh, you know, is these receivers come in 
and time after time after time so far, their best year has been their freshman year. And then it's like they go downhill from there. Yeah, think about uh, Fred I'm Gibson. Hoping, I mean, yeah, Fred Gibson was kind of the same way. I mean, yeah, a lot and, of those guys, Reggie Brown, all of them. Yeah, and I'm just hoping this will be a turnaround year that maybe this will actually be a year where the receivers that have been there for a year or two, that they actually get better, uh, you know, instead of seeming to digress. But, you know, time will tell. Yeah, and I know you got a little shout-out for my boy, my boy Prince. Well, I do, I do. A shout-out to you and and to your boy Prince Miller has really, really stepped up in all the practices. You know, he's one of the guys, along with Jarius Wayne and a couple of these other guys that the coaches constantly talk about. You know, that he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. And when you get the coaches talking like that, you really do know. You know, I mean, this guy's come up from, you know, even beyond third string, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, back there to where he is second and actually pushing some of the first teamers for playing time. Uh, You know, and again, you know, your hat's off. You called it two years ago when the boy was coming out of high school. I'm telling you, he's a beast. And I'm telling you, we have not seen his best work. The kid is an athlete. He's, I mean, he's a beast. And, yeah, I mean, I'm mean, i on the Prince Miller train from day one. And I, I still, I'm still excited about what the future holds for that kid. I think he's going to be great for us in the defensive backfield, and I'm really excited that he's doing well. Um, you know, although that's, gonna, that's about it for me, man. I'm ready to wrap this show up. i got to go to bed. i got to go to bed. Yeah. This whole I don't blame you. I mean, it's been a probably probably the best thing that has come out of this entire spring practice is the fact that the offensive line has gelled together so well. Uh, you know, they've still got a long, long way to go, but they've made great, great strides from that first day when they walked on, you know, 10, 11 strangers. So they're actually, we've got two pretty good cohesive units. No doubt. And, you know, out there. And, uh, you know, it's a whole new system, a whole new coach, and, uh, you know, both have to be a whole lot better than what we've had. No doubt. And I, I am real sorry to tell everybody that, you know, it looks like Vince Vance is not going to be playing this Saturday. I kind of hate that, but because um, everybody wants to see Vince Vance. He's, you know, he's out of the Max Gene Gillis mold. He's so big, so huge out there. He really uh, is a special kid on the field, and I hope he got to play in the G-Day game, but he's not going to make it this week, I don't think. But Well, one, he may. I mean, he he practiced, uh, you know, he, he did practice on Wednesday. Well, yeah. And, uh, and he said, you know, he then the coaches said that there was a possibility that if he was practiced Wednesday and, you know, that, that he didn't hurt himself or, or didn't do any more damage and that the swelling wasn't too bad that mm-hmm. uh, he may get a little bit of time out there. I hope you know, so. we'll see. But but the biggest thing that's gonna come out of this is, you know, this is gonna be a chance for some of the first teamers to really cement their positions. And it's also gonna be a chance for the guys behind them, you know, to shake things up a little bit and uh make an impression because this is the last time these guys are gonna get seen by the coaches in, you know, a practice game type stuff and you know we've got another 117 days from the g-day game until we have our first real practice of fall and this is the last impression that the coaches are going to have of these players 
that's a long 117 days, isn't it, dog fans? It's Old dog. the longest 117 <laughs> days of the year. No doubt, because you have to hear us talk about absolutely nothing for 117 days. Well, we know days. we're going to have the ninja. I know. We're going to talk about the ninja. We're going to talk about Damon Evans. We're going to talk about how we hate Florida and whether or not you pull for the conference. And we've already, you know, we've got some calls, Old Dog. A nice segue because we're fixing to go into our audio comment section of the show. And let me tell you a couple of things before we wrap this show up. If you want to email us, guys, email us at dogcast, D-A-W-G-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 706 706- 534-1516. Call us. Leave us a comment right here in Athens. We'll get you on the show. Let us know what you think about the show, what you think about spring ball, what you think we ought to talk about for the 117 days that there is no absolutely nothing going on with the football team except uh, some weight training. And, uh, Old Dog, have you looked at the Frapper map lately? There's a little blast in the past. You know, old dog fans, if you don't look at our website very much, I know a lot of you guys subscribe through iTunes and the Apple website, and you don't see our website very often. But there's a lot of links and little tools, things. Old dog, you know we have a thing on the website there where you can go and stand at the arch and call a phone number, and a, a damn hidden camera will take a picture of you at the arch. The arch cam. The hidden arch cam. I mean, where else can you get that kind of thing except at dogcast.com? But we also have the Frapper map, old dog. You'll remember the Frapper map. It's where all oh, the I pins, love the Frapper map. Listeners, all of our listeners all around the world put pins in the Frapper map. If you're a listener and you haven't put your pin in the Frapper map, go and check it out. Old dog, I want to tell you, the Frapper map is now animated. When you click on it, the little pins are like, they like self-highlight with little snippets of personal information about the person who stuck the pin in. If they if they apply a photo to their pin or a little snippet of information about themselves, the Frapper map is totally animated. It's really Wow. You gotta check it out, dog fans. The Frapper map is blowing up. The Frapper map is blowing up. So check out our Frapper map. Stick a pin in the map. Call us. Let us know what you think about the show. We'll be at the G Day game Saturday at two o'clock. Wear a jacket Dog fans, we'll cover it for you and bring you all the news that you need to know from Bulldog Country, either Saturday night or Monday morning as we're able, because we're going to be we're playing in a charity golf tournament Sunday and Monday too. So, anyway, that's a whole other story, dog fans. We'll bring that to you next week. Old dog, is that it, man? You want to take us out of here? That's it. Let's put a wrap on it. Uh, you know, the G Day game probably one of the best days of spring. Also one of the saddest, because after this, it is no more until until August. Uh, we're going to have to hang in there. Hope the G-Day game is great, because these are the last fond memories we're going to have of football for 116 days. Boy, it's a long, long time. All right, dog fans, we're out of here. Uh, we'll see you at the G-Day game. Go dogs. Derek, old dog. Jeff and Boise. Hey guys, sorry for the late response. Uh, I had to wait for the uh, telephone lines out here to thaw out from the deep Idaho winter. Um, there's not just enough power to uh, thaw them out naturally. The power plants, just a couple of hamsters out there in Meridian that, uh, you know, power the, 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 all of our heat and, uh, and whatnot that would warm up. So, you know, it's the first call out of the, uh, of the spring. Wow. What a, thank God the winter's over. Hey, again, sorry I'm late. Congrats on the 100th show. That's awesome. I know uh, I speak for most of the dog nation uh, and your 
faithful listeners when I say um, thank God for you guys, man. It's a long, cold winter without you. Okay, I want to address this SEC in-state loyalty thing, the question you guys posed on the 100th show, and I know I'm a week late, but let me put my two cents in. I'm going to have to go ahead and respectfully disagree with you, old dog, and Derek, because until you've moved out of the South, until you've put yourself in a place uh, where you live in the Pac-10 land or WAC land, where you live in a place where people think that five years of winning football makes tradition, when you're surrounded by no-mannered, Subaru-driving, organic potato-eating, fleece-wearing, football ignoramuses, until you've done all that, then you can't understand the pride that comes from not only your team, I mean, that goes without saying, but your state, and that's, that means Georgia Tech, unfortunately, and your cons. So I can understand. I didn't feel this way when I lived in Georgia. I, You know, I hated Florida. I hated Tech. But up here, man, it sure feels good to say, look at that. Tech just won a game. I know it sounds like blasphemy. But again, if I weren't here, I wouldn't be saying it. But if you live outside the territory lines, if you live outside the South, especially in a place like this, that's the way it is. So that's my two cents on that. Also, um, as far as the trip concerned, you know, I, I looked at the exchange rate of spuds to dollars. Right now, it's not so good. Uh, so Mrs. Jeff, uh, it's Jeff and Boise. I got cut off there. I start, sorry, started to ramble a little bit. It's the first conversation I've had all winter after the uh, hibernation. Anyway, um, I did check the exchange rate. The spuds to dollar exchange rate right now is not too great. Uh, so Mrs. Jeff and Boise told me that I could come take you all down to the varsity um, for some food, but that any trip um, besides, you know, local trips, maybe to Wrightsboro, Wrightsville, would have to uh, would have to wait. Okay, but uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to the G-Day uh, game and uh, and seeing you guys again. And thanks as always for the show. And now I'm getting ready to listen to show 101. So uh, I'm a little bit behind, but trying to catch up. Talk to you guys later. Derek, old dog, Jeff in Boise. Uh, the thaw is on, guys. It's uh, I'm listening to show 101 again, uh, ch- just trying to uh, get pumped this weekend, trying to know all I can know. And a uh, thought occurred to me. Uh, you guys going to do some type of live broadcast or even maybe a, a, a live commentary or a commentary to be played later as the G-Day game is going on? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, as that game is played, maybe you uh, do a little. You're probably already doing this, but I would love to hear a show afterwards, even even an hour long or 30 minutes long, of your thoughts as the game was going as happening. Maybe not the whole game, but you know the highlights and things like that. I'd love to love to hear it. I'm going to be watching it on G Extra, uh, but I, I'd like to uh, like to hear that that uh, your thoughts on that. Also, just so you know, I said the thaw is on. Yeah, the thaw is on. It's 74 degrees up here in Boise today. It's warmer here than it is in Athens. Freaky, freaky. All right, guys, looking forward to Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be making it in person, but um, looking forward to seeing our dogs back out there in action. Talk to you soon. Hey, Derek and Old Dog, I am psyched about about FM, XM Radio. Like I told my husband, it always pissed me off to scroll through and see Big Ten, Pac-10, and ACC, and no SEC. So I'm psyched about it. Glad you brought it to us. Love the show. Hey guys, it's Tracy calling in about, uh, of course, the Wi-Fi. Kind of with old dog on this and that, like, yeah, a pager on the golf course needs to be in the damn lake. But uh, I'm also with Derek, man. Like, there's got to be, it's just cool as hell that Wi-Fi is there. I don't know what the hell I'm going to use it for, but the more places it exists, the better. So anyway, hey, one purpose could be if you got to bring your damn kid to the game, 
hand him a damn DS and let him play that damn thing for the whole game so he's not bugging you. Because uh, you can play Wi-Fi on that, but I don't know. I like it. I like the move, and uh, I will not be in the stands with a laptop. I'm not a fan, but uh still like the fact that it's there. All right, great show, guys.